everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage and I'm here with my co-host Olivia. Hey everyone, it's me. So today we're doing something a little bit different, probably going to be a little bit cringy and funny, but I think it's going to be a fun thing for us to do. Essentially, we found this quiz online. It's called, Are You Transgender? And there's 10 questions. So we're both going to be taking the quiz and going over the questions that they're asking. Some of the questions are like, not okay. And the other ones are like, fine, I guess they make kind of sense. And then at the end, we'll be able to see if we actually are trans or if we're just mentally ill. Faking. Original. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny because like this, the test, like we, we skimmed through the questions um, and it, they're just like, they're so silly. It's because like, I, I, being trans, there's not this like predetermined, like you must like follow, like abide by these rules to be trans. I wouldn't say that. So like whether, and then we'll, we'll go more into it while we're taking the quiz, but it's funny because it, it feels very um, stereotypical. Like, oh, like, um, did you play with dolls growing up? And like, that doesn't determine anything. Yeah. So I think it's, it's funny to kind of see uh, that there's a quiz that will define for you if you're <laughs> trans or not. And, it's really yeah. like binary too. It's like, do you play with dolls or do you play with trucks? <laughs> or like, do you paint your nails or do you like to play sports? So I like, I feel like those questions, I mean, in a sense they can help you, but it's so much broader than that, just like black and white, which is what this is essentially going off of. Yeah. It definitely feels like one of those quizzes I would have taken like in middle school when I was like questioning yeah. everything. <laughs> I'm like, like, am I gay or like, am I trans? <laughs> like, And so I, I think it's going to be interesting to take. So I'm excited about it. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it too. I think there's like some serious things we can kind of dive into or like talk about, but also like this is super like supposed to be fun. So definitely don't take any of this seriously. Um, we just wanted to have a good time today. Exactly. But as always, before we get into our quiz for the day, has anything new happened in your life since 21 started? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just been super overwhelming, I would say just because like I'm st finally starting classes again. So I'm literally starting classes. I just started an internship and um, now I'm doing, I'm working full time. So there's like a bunch of workload on me. So I'm like, ah, I'm overwhelmed. And like, <laughs> I've been procrastinating so much. I just finished Naruto and like, I'm literally, my brain is fried because um, I've just been procrastinating watching nothing but that. But now I'm like in like kick it in high gear trying to get through that. But on top of all of this, something new that's been happening, I would say, is I'm getting a tattoo removed. So I I went to a consultation uh, locally to a place that does tattoo removal. Um, and it was a very interesting experience. But um, I have a tattoo that I like. I like it. I like the tattoo itself, but I don't like how the artist did it. Um, they, they, uh, used a, a needle that was too thick for the tattoo and, um, they went too hard. So it's scarred. And also it's like, uh, there's, it's blown out because of how hard they went. So they didn't really know what they were doing. 
Um, and it really sucks because it's a tattoo that I really like. It's also really big for what it is. And I'm very into like the scattered tattoo, like um, these flash like art all over you where it's not like one coherent piece. It's just like my style. I really like it. Um, but yeah, this one definitely is like really big and it just makes me uncomfortable. And every time I look at it, I get really like upset because I'm like, I don't like this. This is just on my body and it like stresses me out. So I'm paying to get it removed and it's going to be an interesting process. I went into the, the, the place, it's like a Botox place and they do like laser hair removal. And I was like, I was walking into it and I'm like, they're going to fucking try and scam me. I can already tell because when I got laser, like a long time ago, the way that they were like, the way that plastic surgery places or like, like cosmetic stuff, I feel like a lot of times they try to reel you in by like saying all this stuff to you or try and like get all this money out of you and like really scam you. So like, I've been through everything. <laughs> like I'm trans and I've seen so many different doctors, plastic surgeons, like places that do like uh, just like facial stuff, whether that's laser hair removal or like Botox and stuff like that. Like I've, I've seen everything. I've heard a million different things from a million of these people. And I was like, I'm ready to just like battle someone if they try to tell me something. Like I'm ready to fight if they're trying to tell me it costs this much money. But as soon as I went there, I sat down with someone and it was actually like, <laughs> I was on like high alert, but it was actually like a very like cool, like interesting, like uh, conversation. She like was straight up with me, gave me a price and was like, you don't have to do it. Like she was like, you know, just like if you want to, we can sit on it. Um, You can just like call me back. It wasn't like you have to do it now to get this deal. And yeah, a lot of times it feels like that where they're like putting all this pressure on you. But um, I was lucky where I was like, wow, like this person's like giving me an out. I don't feel like I have no consent in this. So I'm essentially doing a tattoo removal on like a section of the tattoo and it costs a hundred dollars a session. So that's kind of typically what I've seen average. Um, and they take um, up to like six to 12 sessions to get it fully gone. So it's going to be a pretty penny, but I hope Biden brings that stimulus. <laughs> oh my God. You can pay for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I, I need that stimmy, but um, it, it'll get cheaper after a while. After like four sessions, it goes down to like 50 bucks or something like that. And then after like another four sessions, it gets like cheaper. So it'll get cheaper over time, the more I do it. But I'm hoping I only need four. Um, it's not like the tattoo's not like... I don't I just don't think it's gonna it's gonna be that many sessions, but I definitely want it gone and I'm really excited for it. So I'll be doing that Tuesday. I might vlog the process. I think it's interesting. If they let me bring a camera in there, I definitely will vlog it. So uh, I'll let you guys know if that's happening or not. But yeah, that's kind of like what's been going on aside from school and work. Um I know that you were telling me the other day about this tincture that you tried. And I don't know like, if you wanted to share that story, but like, it was so funny. Yeah. So like, I had a rough day at work last week. I think it was like either Wednesday or Thursday. And typically I only like smoke or like I take an edible around like 8.39 when I'm about to go to sleep just because it helps me like relax and get ready for bed but that day I was like I need 
some additional help because I had a really stressful day and I'm pissed off. And if I don't do something, I'm going to just keep stressing. It was like one of those days where you clocked out, but like all you could think about is everything that you have to do when you get back or like everything that happened that day. So it was like, I couldn't escape work. So I was like, okay, I need to get my mind off of it. So we have these tinctures and I don't really take them. So I am unaware of like what dosage is good for me and my body. So like I put basically an entire dropper's worth in my mouth. I just swallowed it. I was like, okay, that's fine. And then like I I didn't feel anything for a couple hours. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a tablet too. And this tablet says like it's supposed to give you like a cerebral high that stimulates your mind and relaxes your whole body. But like every time I've taken it before, it hasn't really done anything. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm just going to take that and then maybe it'll kick in later when I'm about to go to sleep and I can just have a nice, relaxful night of sleep without waking up at all. So it's like nine, which is typically the time that I start taking it. And we're in bed watching the Night Stalker Netflix documentary. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I I remember telling Russell, I was like, I don't personally feel high like in my head, but it feels like my body is like starting to drift off into a different dimension. Like I couldn't, I started like losing feeling in like my fingers. I don't not like losing feeling, but like I felt like I was floating. So I was like, okay, that's different. Like I usually don't get body highs, but that's new. It must be the tincture kicking in. And then like 30 minutes later, my eyes just like automatically start shutting. Like I'm not even tired at this point. My eyes just start to fall and I'm like, what the hell is going on? It felt like there was 500 pounds of gravity pushing my eyelids down. And there was a certain point where like I was awake and listening to the show, but I just had to sit there with my eyes closed because I couldn't keep them open. Like it was so hard for me to open my eyes. So obviously I I fell asleep after you have your eyes closed for like a certain period of time. And I wake up the next morning still tired. I'm like, okay, I just had a rough day at work yesterday. I'm probably just tired because I was stressed out. And then 10 o'clock comes around and 11 o'clock and 12 and one and two and three. And then at that point I realized I'm still high. Like I'm pretty much worked my entire work day high. Cause like usually I talk on the phone a lot. So I was getting cotton mouth every time I was talking to somebody on the phone. I'm usually like really good at having a script in my head because I basically say the same things at work. But I was like stumbling over my words a lot and I was forgetting certain things and I was saying um and uh and uh, like just I I had to think a lot more than I usually do for talking on the phone. So I realized I was still high. So I took the tincture and the tablet at five-ish, five or six-ish the previous day. And I was high until 3 p.m. the next day. So I was high for 22 hours, eight eight or nine of which I was working and like talking to people. I had a Zoom meeting with my manager. I was like on camera pretending like everything was fine, but I was like in a different dimension, (laughs) basically. It's so funny because you for sure manifested that because you texted me. I just put an entire <laughs> dropper of tincture in my tongue. I don't know if that's a lot, but I might end up in a different dimension. Well, I <laughs> it's a, might be that's a so funny. 
Did you um do you ever get like super high and then like immediately regret it after? Like and then you're just high and you're like, I don't want to be high anymore. I don't want to be high anymore. I don't like panic and regret it. I'm just like, fuck, like I took too much. I clearly can't think or move, so I'm just gonna sit here and deal with it. Like I acknowledge that I made a mistake and I took too much, but like I don't regret it. I'm just like, okay, that's fine. I was stupid earlier, so I have to deal with the consequences. Did I ever tell you about the time where like I almost passed out like in a McDonald's drive through? Because Wait, I, I remember. I think I brief like kind of remember. <laughs> yeah. So I got I ate an edible and it was like um a whole group of friends. We all ate one. Uh, and we were like downtown kind of like, um, we were like bar hopping, but I'm not a huge drinker. So I just had the edible and everyone got really fucked up and it was like two hours later and I just didn't feel anything. So I was like, okay, I'm the DD. I guess the, the edible didn't hit me, but for some reason it hit everyone else. So I was like, it's like, whatever. Um, I was like, at least I can just drive home safe. I don't have to get an Uber. And so (laughs) we ended up driving home and on the way home, I looked at Emily and I was like, do you want to make flurry? Like, I kind of want to make flurry right now. And I guess that may have been a warning sign. I'm not sure, but she really wanted to make flurry as I did too. Um, And (laughs) we ended up going there and I was in the drive-thru and the, the McDonald's in my town is so fucking slow. The later it gets, the slower it is. And the lot, the lines just get longer and longer. So we were in the probably like the drive-thru for like maybe 30 minutes waiting for this McFlurry. And as I'm sitting there in the drive-thru, I just get, I started getting hit with it like harder and harder. And like, I ate like a lot. It was like maybe like half of a, a cupcake, which is a lot for like an edible. And like, I just... I like flew out of my body, but I was having such a panic attack because I was like, I have to drive home after this. And I'm stuck in this like fucking um, this uh, drive through and I just can't go anywhere and I have to drive home. And I was like so scared. I had no idea what to do. I was like super fucked up. And um, it was just so scary. And uh, I remember like I kept panicking and it started blacking out. Emily had to like like make me drink water and like calm down. But it was like fucking so scary when you feel like you're in that different dimension and just like, oh, that's like the worst trip I've ever had though. Because it's like body and mind. So like you could be okay mentally, but like you feel like your body's shutting down. So it it freaks you out or like you feel fine, but in your head you start panicking because like you're experiencing things differently. So I understand how scary it could be. It's freaky. It's definitely like if you mix, like if you drink alcohol or you do something else with it, that it can get a little scary sometimes. If you're not like in a safe place, like it's different since we're in quarantine and like most of the time we're at home doing it. So it's better. But like you were in a drive through and like I've had experiences where I was like at like a club or something and you can't just go lay in your bed. You are screwed. Like you're going to collapse on the floor or you're going to collapse in the bathroom. Like you have to pick one. Yeah. Being crossfaded too is like another thing where it's just like you just get so overwhelmed with it because that that's what happened whenever we were together. And like for some reason, I like lost my memory for the first half of like us leaving. And like we doesn't make you lose your memory like that. And so I'm not sure what the hell happened. 
but um well it was fun it's re- that was like my yeah, I mean, night out in LA so <laughs> it was we we walked like 7,000 miles we walked from Beverly Hills to WeHo right <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, For no back. like we didn't yeah. need to do that yeah we just did and then but also we were walking all earlier that day too because we went and we had earth and then we went to um what is it third and promenade third street promenade yeah 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 so um but it was it was a fun time (laughs) i wonder how many we took um i think i remember but i i I don't remember off the top of my head but um i know of like for sure i like had the i think it was like thirty thousand. Oh my god! Um, but it, yeah, it was a lot. But um, uh, yeah, that was fun. And then, but getting high definitely is like a, it's a good time when like you're in like your safe environment or like you're chilling at home. But when you take too much, it like definitely it fucking hits you. Yeah, so I have a rule now: I'm not taking the tincture or the tablets together unless I don't work the next day. Because that's true. Just to. You know, I've I've learned from my mistakes and moving forward, I'm gonna make better decisions. Did you like the Night Stalker? Have you did you finish it's watching so it? It's so scary. It freaks me out because like it's wild. I told I mean I've said on the podcast that somebody literally walked into our apartment. So like this guy literally just walks in and kills people. And thinking about how somebody walked into our apartment and that could have happened is so scary to me. Yeah, that's and it so was scary. Like, like it's in this, our area. It was like in the '80s, but still, it's like in our neighborhood. Yeah, that's that's what's so scary. Like Emily and I were talking about. It. I'm like, I can't move to LA. Like that's so <laughs> scary. There's so many people here, and like this freaking killer. The only thing I didn't like about the documentary, I think the story is interesting. I'm a huge fan of true crime, and I know like there's people that like don't like that people are into true true crime because they're like oh you're glorifying serial killers but i mean i think if that's like an interest for people i i don't see any harm in it um and like because i I really enjoy like listening to true crime podcasts and stuff like that i think really it like really helps me resonate um with like like victims and like be more careful or have an eye out on like people's behavior and what to be aware of and so I, i think like um, that's kind of what I get out of it. And plus the story, if it, like, it's interesting to me, it's interesting to me. So I, I thought this one was really interesting. Um, but, uh, I don't know why they put so much attention on the, the, the cop's backstory. Like it didn't I feel know. necessary. I was like, I don't care. Like the whole first episode, he was like, this is my whole journey to become a cop. I was like, okay. Yeah, like it was like to the rags to riches of like this guy, which I mean, I respect all my my Mexican people. Like, I'm so happy that (laughs) you're able to kind of get out the streets and and but it just felt like odd, like it did not need to be there. It felt like his documentary and not like the documentary of the actual victims or the story. So it was just really weird. I thought it was interesting, uh, like the kind of the struggle between like the media and the law enforcement, which is like insane to me that like reporters see it as like a news story but like people are dying yeah and like, the way that the woman report on talking. certain aspects of their investigation obviously the the killer is going to find out what they know so like i just don't understand how you could prioritize like a juicy news story over catching someone that literally killed like 15 people it was so weird because that woman still stands by today what she like what she did because they interviewed that like newswoman but it's like 
she was gonna put out like vital information that the killer would see if it was on the news it was like this footprint we're spoiling yeah. the whole thing but it was like a footprint she was gonna and the press didn't know that the footprint was out there but they had this footprint and they just didn't want to lose this vital information and this woman threatened them saying like either i put this out or you do an interview with me and it was like you're jeopardizing more and more lives by doing this and it's wild. So yeah, there was that weird like battle with like the press and then the the detectives. So I just thought that was like inter- interesting. But also another thing is there is the cough in San Francisco. Sorry, we're going off on that. <laughs> but like there's a, the cough in San Francisco and he literally just fucking abused the, this innocent person. Did, I mean, I don't know. Did you see that part where like he... Like he got the person in his, in his car and he was like, what's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we just yeah, watched the episode. He, like he literally punched him. <laughs> like, and I, was like, I was like, okay, like I'm happy you got the information. It's important that you did that. But like you literally assaulted this man. You can't just man. punch people when you <laughs> <want to laughs> literally. That's not your job. Oh, my God. But um, yeah, so I just like – I just thought that was like something that was just interesting. But we can go on to the quiz now. I just wanted to bring that up because I just watched that and um, I thought it was a, a good documentary. Yeah, that was our segment of the Night Stalkerish podcast. <laughs> right. we, <laughs> we should become a true crime podcast. We really should. Um, yeah, because I enjoy those. But um, yeah, so if you want to jump into the quiz, we can. Yeah, it's fun, fun quiz. Um, so. I'm just going to – first, before we jump in, I just want to kind of go over the description of this quiz. It looks like it was created last year in May. So it's relatively recent. 269,000 people have taken it. So hopefully it's a really useful tool to help people figure out their gender identity. And the description is, here's a quiz that tests you without actually asking how you feel about your gender. Because isn't that the point? You come to the quiz because you don't know what it is. Not 100% accurate, obviously. Just a guideline. I hope it helps some of you and good luck. So (laughs) I feel like I've just set it up in such an iconic way. Are you ready to get started? Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca. This was developed by Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. I hope she's okay. Uh, I love the 247 people who like this. It has a four out of five stars, everyone. It's a 3.8 out of five. Wow. (laughs) That's higher higher than our rating on on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Okay. Um, So first question is, which of these toys and games were you most drawn to when you were young? If your favorite isn't listed, pick the closest. The options are dolls, skipping rope, football, dress up, and trucks. I, I just don't know why skipping rope is on there. <laughs> it's funny because like it's like without actually like asking you how you feel about your gender. And yeah. it's like it's obvious like what questions go with what. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with skipping rope because I did more of that Honestly, than I did any <laughs> than I did anything else. Like I, or maybe it's either skipping rope or like dress up because I did a lot of that as a kid too. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. I didn't play with dolls or trucks or like football or anything like that. I did sometimes. Um, the only time I played with dolls is with 
when they came in like a happy meal from McDonald's. I would probably oh, yeah. those. But like I wasn't a big doll person either because I feel like I've always been kind of conscious of gender even when I was really young. So like I kind of knew boys aren't supposed to play with dolls. So like I didn't. Yeah, that's how I was too, which is interesting. Like I and I don't know if it's just like ingrained. Maybe we were surrounded by like people that emphasize gender more. But like same, I like I um I felt like I I knew that I wasn't allowed to play with that or I, yeah. It had this like weird stigma. So like I didn't play with um any like dolls or anything like that. Maybe like occasionally my sister had like like a Barbie and like I would like play, but I don't the only game I remember playing as a kid, I literally don't remember anything, was this fucking in sync board game <laughs> that I played with my sisters. But like that's all I remember. Um and it was like in sync trivia. But uh yeah, so for this I'm gonna put dress up because I remember there was like a few outfits that I really like putting on, like Halloween outfits, and I would like put them on like throughout oh. the year because I thought it was really fun. Like, there was one that was, like, this, like, clown and, like, different things like that. So I think, like, I'll put that because that's what I remember the most. Now you're making me second-guess my decision. I I love jump rope. I truly do. (laughs) But I also, like, thinking of it in the perspective of, like, dressing up. I mean, I only did it during Halloween. But that was, like, such a big moment for me, I guess. So yeah. maybe that had more significance than me jumping rope. <laughs> it is because like when you're a kid and you're able to be a character that's not you, I think that like that stuck out for me. Like to be able to like, whether it was me being like a wizard or something, it still was like fun to just like pretend to not be me, which is really sad when you think about it. But yeah. um, it's like all like, it was like very special to me. So um, yeah, I remember feeling very like I had this like clown, like like costume and it sounds so silly, but I remember just, I still remember like the texture of it. I remember like the way I felt in it and it was like this like one piece, like just like striped, like little thing. And I was really little, but I still remember it from, for this, from this day. And I don't know if there's some underlying trans thing, but for some reason it sticks with me. <laughs> because i'm a clown oh my god oh my god i mean it's like putting makeup on because like i would always be this ghoul and my mom was like putting makeup on me and it's like she painted my entire face white obviously and then she like painted my eyes black so i was like oh my gosh i have a smoky eye right now it's so cute (laughs) it's so funny because i was always i always was like no like don't put makeup on me don't put it because I, there was a lot of like internalized yeah. just issues going on there where I was like really nervous that people were going to like be mean to me or call me gay or something if I had makeup. Even when I was really young, I was like, don't put it on my face. I'm not a girl. Mm-hmm. And it was just because I was so in denial and I was so like afraid of people being bullying me. So, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to put dress up. because So we match yeah. on the first yeah, question. <laughs> All right. Did you have more male or Male friends or female friends? That's the second question. <laughs> I didn't really have friends. This is one of the options. Um, another option is male, female, or I don't remember what what IR was. About I think it was even. it was about even, but they made a typo. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was about even. So, um, what are you? What do? What do you have to say about? So, this like, one? I'm like 
teetering between I didn't really have friends and female <laughs> because Same. in like growing up, I everybody that I was like acquaintances with in high school was female. And I remember distinctly this one day I was in elementary school and I was sitting on the bus with my friend and there was a guy in front of me, like this little kid in front of me. And he turns around and he was like, why do you have so many friends that are girls? And I was like, I don't know. Oh my God. And he was like, do you have any boyfriends? And I was like, um, a few. And I just remember like from that moment, I was like, is it weird that I get along better with girls or like I feel more comfortable with them? But also at the same time, I like in terms of like what you would identify a friend as, I had like one. So like technically I didn't really have much. But like no, my coaches were female. Literally same because like um I like I was acquainted with like a lot of like women that were like just like girls in my high school. And like it was just like I feel like a lot of like people I went to middle school with, like um early on high school, I like just kind of kept those as like friends. And I don't know, I felt like I resonated more with like women. And so they were definitely the people that I talked with the most. If I was passing people in the hallway. Or if I like needed someone to sit with during lunch, it was always like um, my friend, my girlfriends that were um, from that, yeah, that like or acquaintances. But I didn't only really have like one or two like really really close friends. Um, so it's like it is that teetering. Like I didn't really have friends or just female. I guess I'm gonna go with female because like I get, like I was acquainted with a lot of like women. I did barely like like talked with. Um, uh, like guys throughout high school. I was really, really shy. I kind of kept to myself mostly. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to put, I didn't really have friends because I like, I didn't really consider them my friends. So I guess that's kind of the point of the question. So I didn't have right. friends. I had one friend for like my entire high school. Career. I want to clap. Like I want to do the family feud clap. Like good answer. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so that was question number two question three have you ever tried on women's clothing no but i've thought about it yes and i enjoyed it yes but i didn't enjoy it no i'm not really interested interesting so we're i guess we're doing this in the perspective of like us being pre-transition yeah and um so this is always like a weird thing because like uh I feel like when it comes to trans people, clothing has like a this like there's like it's like fetishized like from like cis people like oh trans people and like like having like like wearing women clothes. It's like it's almost like erotic the way that it's presented. And that was like my biggest qualm with like the Danish girl was how like erotic they made um the main character look at themselves and feel in the clothes. And it was like really weird because it's not like this horny thing. It's like this affirming thing. And so it's always weird to talk about like like clothing and stuff when you're especially pre-transition. But I know for me, um, it's a yes. Um, and I enjoyed it, I guess. Um, I, I wish I could change it, but like yes, and I was affirmed by it. Um, because enjoy is such a weird word. It makes it seem very cross-dressery. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, the thing where it's, like, I don't know. I feel like, like, a lot of people get hung up on, like, like, like clothing. And it's, like, that's definitely more cross-dressery. 
Yeah. I I didn't like dress up often. I mean, I obviously tried things on every once in a while and I did like it because like, you know, flash forward, look at me now. But like, I think the way that they weirded it is kind of weird because I, I didn't really enjoy it. I just thought it was like, it made sense to me. If that yeah. makes sense. Like I wasn't like, oh my God, this is so much fun. I was like, oh, I wish I could do this every day and I wish I could wear this all the time. Like that was more of my mindset from it. Yeah, it was more of like a thing where it's like, wow, like and maybe in like another life. That's how I felt because I didn't really understand like what that meant for me or what I could do. But um, it was something that did feel affirming. So I guess just that's how I feel. I know that was a more serious one. But it's just like a weird way like to frame it. But um, going on to number four, how do you feel about hair on your body and face? Um, so I would say, so it says I would have, I would hate to have a beard, but I'm okay with hairy legs, arms, etc. Love it. Got a beard and everything. Uh, I don't care much. And lastly, it's hate it. Please get it off of me. So what is your answer? <laughs> Mine's hate it. Like literally saying worst time of my whole life was me going through puberty. Like when I started yes. to grow hair on my body, I had mental breakdowns. I thought it was so gross and I hated it. And like it made me feel really insecure to like wear shorts and stuff like that because like once you start growing hair on your legs and like you put shorts on like you can see the hair and I just like it made me feel really weird like knowing that other people could see that I had body hair because I didn't want to have it which is why I like got all of it lasered off but yeah even in the moment when I was growing up I I've always hated body hair on myself it's the worst thing and um yeah the same thing happened uh uh, with me like I just like going through puberty and stuff like that is so awful especially because like like I grow like really really thick hair I mean it's just like being like Hispanic and like it's just like really ingrained in like our freaking genetics and it's so like such a societal thing where it's like you're not like in my in my culture like you're not allowed like you're supposed to be hairy like my dad had like a mustache and it was just normal. And so I wasn't really allowed to shave. Like my mom just didn't like allow me to do it because she was like, well, you're supposed to have facial hair. And it was kind of like that thing. So I like had so much anxiety because I had like a fucking mustache like in in like high middle school, high school. Um, and uh, my legs were hairy and we had to wear uniforms. So I only wore like cargo shorts um, and literally like just the worst feeling just feeling like gross in my body but yeah as soon as I could I got like laser in my face um so yeah I'm putting hate it please get it off of me even now if like I'm laying in bed and I can feel my leg hairs rubbing against like uh like a the blanket I like I freak out like it's just like it makes my skin crawl like I hate it that's actually the worst (laughs) that's why like I don't like like shaving frequently it's annoying but mm-hmm. I just like being able to get in bed and like feel my legs touch the blanket without any friction oh it's just that's the nicest feeling if Emily has just shaved her legs too it's just nice for us to like um just like cuddle in bed yeah it just, it's so like yeah it feels just very comforting I totally agree so yeah. conclusion is that we hate hair 
on us. Yeah. If you don't, <laughs> that's fine. But I don't. We hate it. We're shaving our head bald. We yeah. hate hair. Um, okay. Um, so next question is literally just nails. And I wish I could paint them, but you know, social pressure. I keep them clean and nice. I only paint my toenails because I can hide them. Manny petties like every week. I don't do much with them, to be honest. And again, this is in the perspective of like before, I guess, we came out. Yeah. So what did you feel? Mine definitely would be, I wish I could paint them, but social pressure yeah. Because that happened, yeah, that that's it really sucks. Like my brother went through this like really emo phase and like he painted his nails black. And the way that my family reacted to him doing that made me for sure know that like I could never paint my nails. Like it just was like really bad. Like they called him a bunch of these names and stuff like that. So then I just had that like all that pressure to like never paint my nails. But I always wanted to. I remember when I was a kid one time, like my, I was like moving my like sister's nail polish. Like she had like a like a little card of it, and I got a little on my finger, and I was so happy about it. But um, uh, it's weird, like the things you remember, because it just stuck with me. But um, but yeah, I just like wasn't. I just couldn't allow myself to do it. I was really nervous. Yeah, I never like even now to be honest. I don't really paint them often, but I've always like kept my nails nice and like clean and like I cut them often um and I did like even before I started transitioning sometimes I would put clear coat on them because like you can't see a color but it still looks kind of shiny so it's like kind of nice to have something on there so I would say I keep them clean and nice I don't know it's just me like I'm not big on like going crazy on my nails like even if I did paint my nails I would never like I never wanted super long nails or like a manicure or or stuff like that it was just like it would be nice if I could but I was obviously scared to do it yeah no I get that but it's interesting that you you were doing clear coat that's fun yeah I did clear coat secretly I didn't I feel like my parents obviously wouldn't have cared if they figured out but I would like take my mom my mom had a shit ton of nail polish so I would take the clear coat and I would just like go over my nails with it and it pretty much looked exactly the same it was a little bit shinier but I just liked how like neat and clean it looked I did that with um like lip gloss but like a clear like lip gloss and I, I remember like that was like my way of affirming myself but um, interesting. Yeah, like um, I don't know why I never thought of that, like doing a clear coat. I'm sure that would have been like affirming. But also like my house was so small, you could probably smell it. Yeah. Um, but yes. So number six is, do you have a large number of LGBTQ plus friends? So yeah, again, this was before transitioning. So it's funny because at the time, like, we didn't really discuss, like, I mean, in high school, like, sexuality, sure, like, you dated people here and there, but it's not until you leave high school that you really know who you are, I feel like. And so a lot of the people I did hang out with ended up being some sort of gay or trans. <laughs> so I, I think that's really funny. So I would say that... Um, what, so so the, the questions were some, maybe half, 
are the answers. Some maybe have, not many, none that I know of, some, but I'm also sort of looking. What does that even mean? Um, almost all my friends are in that community. So yeah, what is your answer? I don't know mine. I think I I have like pretty much the same as yours. Like I had friends that turned out to be part of the LGBT community, and but we never talked about that when we were younger. Like we would have conversations like, oh my gosh, I I hate homophobic people. Like just leave them alone. Like love wins. Like we would have those types of conversations, but like never actually talk about our own gender identity or sexuality so like we kind of knew you know we like maybe were a part of the same community but I I don't think anybody was to the point of coming out at at that stage so I I don't know how I would answer knowing that I would I mean I would say not many because I still didn't have a lot of friends but like I did have people that were in the LGBT community as friends they obviously didn't come out at that moment but yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, so I'm looking, thinking of my, cl- I, like I was in like, I was in like two bands in high school and I'm thinking about all those people that I were in the band with and how many of them are gay or in the LGBT community and only really one of them ended up being a part of the community. So I'm going to put not many, but a lot of those acquaintances that I had ended up being trans or, or queer or whatever. So, but yeah, I'm going to put not many. Same. Okay, so we have question six down. Oh my god, there's only three more. I know. I'm, I'm getting sad. scared. Okay. Next question is ever felt odd about going to public bathrooms, playing sports, or any form of gender separated activity? The answers are never, once or twice, sometimes a little, other times not at all, quite a lot, and I haven't thought about it. Um This is kind of a weird... So bathrooms never really bothered me because I was just going to the bathroom. I was literally going to say that. Yeah. In and out. In and out. Yeah. I would... I mean, I felt comfortable. Like, I never used the urinal. So I guess that... Same. Like, I would always go into a... Okay. So yeah, I guess I was uncomfortable in the bathroom. Um, (laughs) Playing sports, yes. Because, again, I related more to girls so like I the last thing I wanted to do was play kickball with a bunch of guys like I didn't want to do that so I'm gonna say quite a lot because now that I'm thinking about it and the fact that I didn't use a urinal and that I like left the bathroom in like a hurry basically I guess that means I was feeling uncomfortable yeah um I'm gonna do quite a lot too because Maybe it was subconsciously because like it was all I knew growing up. It was just like, yeah, I'm going to use a restroom. But I think subconsciously like I was really uncomfortable because I refused to u- use urinals. Like had to be stalls um, and I was always in and out, like literally just like did not spend any time. And I always preferred restrooms when they're absolutely empty. I would always specifically go to the restrooms where no one went to. And I'm thinking of my high school. I'm thinking of a restroom that I – know in the back of my head that like no one went to and I used to use that a lot or I would go and sneak inside of the the nurses if I was passing by that's that area I was kind of close to the nurse because I did um it was a class where like you just kind of help them out um and so I I went I ended up using her restroom a lot but so I'll say quite a lot because I think subconsciously I I knew it 
All right. So question eight. I'm so sad. These are ending. Um, do pronouns when they are referring to you, no matter what gender, feel odd or misplaced? So everyone uses my preferred pronouns now and then, but I don't correct people because it doesn't happen that often. Uh, it hasn't really happened to me. Yes, all the time. Sometimes, but I don't mind. So, yeah. This is also kind of hard to answer because at the time, no. Like, if someone called me he, like, I wasn't going to be upset about it because I didn't know any better. But thinking back at, like, my childhood, like, I played a lot of video games and I was catfishing online. So, like, when people called me she online, it felt so much better than when people called me he in real life. But I I don't think at that point I had an issue with pronouns. So yeah, um... yeah I didn't really get sensitive with pronouns until I started hormones where I was like, I want I, now that I'm presenting this way, I want you to see me this way. Um, and that's that was just my like my scenario where like I grew up and um, just because it was just nature, like this is just like how I was always raised and like what I know. So I didn't really, I don't know. I just, I guess there wasn't a lot of attention that I put on it. But whenever, like you said, whenever there was ever someone that even kidding around, it was like very affirming. But I don't know. I'm like really torn on this one because I know that I like told friends that I was trans and they would ask me, like, do you want me to call you like she, if it's just between you and me? And I would always say yes. So I'm thinking that maybe, um, maybe I'm going to do sometimes, but I don't mind. I think I'm going to do what hasn't really happened to me just from the perspective of me being like a teenager because I, I didn't think about pronouns back then. Whatever they're referring to, no matter what gender. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I'm putting sometimes, but I don't mind. Okay. And... Next question. How do you feel about your name identifying which gender you are? It's so masculine. I hate it. It's okay for the most part, but I like my nickname more because it's gender neutral. I love my name. I haven't thought about it. It's gender neutral, so I don't mind at all. I would say mine's gender neutral because, like, I mean, I've met more male gauges, but I know like technically it is a gender neutral name and I've never like felt like my name was super masculine so it didn't bother me so I'm neutral I would say yeah I felt like my name was it's so masculine I hated it I hated my name even like growing up I wanted someone to call me a nickname I didn't care what it was I just wanted a nickname because I hated my name so much and so when I met my partner uh, she started calling me Jay uh, she spelled it the way that I ended up legally changing it. Um, and then my friends like who knew I was trans started calling me Jay. And it was just so much better because it was more gender neutral. And I was like, this is like so affirming. But when, at the time, for sure, it was so masculine that I hated it. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, we're the, we're in the last question now. I know we're hitting the suspenseful mark where we're going to find out if we're actually are we trans. Watch it be like you have to pay us money or something. Like that. <laughs> we didn't even check. Um, okay, so why are you taking this quiz? Is the last question. Um, I'm struggling with my identity and want a little help. 
I'm curious what my answer is, even though I'm not really questioning my gender. I thought it might be a fun way to pass the time. I know I'm trans, but I need a little reassurance. My friends put me up to it because they are wondering. So this is just like a, a silly question. I don't think it matters what we answer, but what are you going to put? I'm going to say I know I'm transgender, but I just need a little assurance. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm like, maybe I'm not actually trans. You know, so I've been I on hormones for like getting, five years. Yeah. I need the fact that I've been on hormones for over five years and already gotten surgery, like that's not enough. This quiz might be enough to put it over the scale to really prove that I'm trans. So that's what I'm hoping out of this. Yeah, I think I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put. I thought it might be a fun way to pass the time <laughs> because I'm thinking like in my perspective of me being in like high school, like taking this quiz. I'm like I don't want like anyone to know. I like I can't admit it to myself. Okay, so I might put, like yeah. I thought it might be a fun way to pass the time. Okay, are we gonna click uh, test results together? Yeah. Okay, click three, it. two, one, go. Um, Wait, what is happening? Ready for your results. Oh, okay. What is your saying? Wait. Wait, hold on. Where's the answer? Mine says, ready for your result. There's a good chance you're transgender. Keep in mind right. that this is a difficult path. And is not a choice, but is who you are as a person. My advice would be to do deep research to find out more. That's what mine. Yeah. Keep in mind, this quiz is not proof. Yeah. Just a guideline. I got literally the same. Oh thing. my gosh, we passed. <laughs> oh my god, we passed. Flying colors. Wouldn't it be so embarrassing if we had a trans podcast uh, and we weren't actually trans? <laughs> I've been I've been lying this whole time. I'm just monetizing my trans identity. Oh my god, this is so fun! I can't believe I'm actually a real trans person. <laughs> don't tell Trump. <laughs> don't Kate, don't tell J.K. Rowling. I'm looking at the comments. Someone said, "This is so sexist, Alameo." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the comments! I'm only 11, and it says there's a good chance I'm really female. I really hate my body. This quiz has given me guidance. Thing. Oh, that's sweet. That's a Someone sweet said, one. I guess I'm transgender. <laughs> <laughs> um, these are so sweet. Like the the kids, like I'm 10 years yeah, old and I've always questioned my gender from third grade. I'm always confused about who I am. And according to the quiz, I'm 100% not trans. Very wrong. I have both male and female friends. I have never, ever told anyone about me being LGBT but a lot of people suspect that I am trans. And so I think- I mean, I guess it's a silly quiz, but it, I mean, looking at the comments, I guess it could help you if you're in a certain mind state, like taking this quiz and like having this say, it's a difficult path. It's not a choice. This is who you are. Like just reaffirming that it's okay. I understand how that could be helpful to like an eight-year-old who Googles transgender and this is the first thing that pops up. So I guess like I kind of feel bad for making so much fun of it just because like we're adults and we've obviously gone through all the steps and have figured everything out. But I guess for someone that doesn't know and is a little bit younger and like has no exposure to anything, this could be a, a nice tool to at least point you in the right direction. Yeah, like I think for kids, I think I could see how it would be like really, really beneficial because like it's such a black and white idea of gender 
And so I can see how someone, if you're a kid just needing like a yes or no type thing would see this and be um, somehow like allured by it. But um, I think the more that we're both like, we're both like gendered studied, like that's what like our degrees in high school or I mean college. And so I feel like that's also a sign, like the fact that we decided to (laughs) major. Yeah. So, yeah. So I definitely think that like we are obviously very like nuanced on like what gender is and like the ways you should approach like how to say or how to judge if someone's trans or not. Um, but this was a fun quiz. I mean, I'm happy to know that like, I'm actually a tranny. Me too. It's so nice to be a partner. I love it. What if it was like, Uh, you're not trans, you're mentally ill. Go get (laughs) You're actually like fucked in the head. Um, could you imagine if this was like some ploy, like it was fucking JK Rowling's quiz? I know. What if she's like trying to track everyone? She's like, I got your IP now. Bitch, you get no, you get your results, and it takes you to her website. <laughs> I I should make a oh my god, I'm gonna make a quiz that does that. I have to learn That's how to code. So first. funny, or do web design? Oh my god, I have to do that. If you guys do anything like web design or anything like that, please make that. I will love you forever. <laughs> just like how, like do this whole trans quiz, and then as soon as you push submit, it literally just takes you to like. Like Potter Puppet Pals or something. I told you she would come up organically. <laughs> it's just what happens. <laughs> it's so funny because before we were like, should we talk about like Ron Weasley like going against J.K. Rowling by saying she's transphobic or whatever? And like you were like, well, no, just like if she comes up, she comes up. And like literally she has <laughs> to come up. It's just our thing. <laughs> it's like literally. Um I, we should do like a, a J.K. Rowling fact of the day. Every time we start a podcast, just do like a fact about J.K. Rowling. Oh my God, we that should. That would be really fun. <laughs> that would be so fun. So if you guys have any fun facts, J.K. Rowling's um, pe- uh, pen name is named after the person who started conversion therapy. Fun oh my fact gosh, I have a fact. I just Googled. Her first Harry Potter manuscript was rejected by 12 publishers before I picked that. <laughs> damn i wonder if they were trans probably they probably suspected it (laughs) honestly they should have stayed that way i see people like who still post like like harry potter stuff and i understand that it's like an identity for people because they need to feel special the same that's how i feel about disney people no offense if you're disney (laughs) like people that wear like the ears all the time or like cosplay on tiktok and like i'm not shitting on people for liking what they like but it's like how, when every time I see someone who like is still posting Harry Potter stuff, I'm like, I understand that like you really like this, but also like how, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Well, if Sorry, anybody I, was wants to, if anybody <laughs> wants to take this quiz, I mean, I don't. I'm sure we can link it somewhere, <laughs> but it's on allthetests.com, and it's called "Are You Transgender." For real, so yeah, I would, I would, I would just look up. I put like "Are you trans?" quiz, and it was the first one to come up. So yeah, it's called "Love and Relationship Quizzes: Am I Transgender?" And it's of course made by, um, it's the Trans Quiz MTF for real. And Mm -hmm. we we stand Rebecca. We love Rebecca. The certified Um, version. 
Oh my God, we can mail the author of the quiz. We should do that. Say girlish loves you, queen. Oh my God, we should. Queen Becca. <laughs> We're giving her a love shout out. It's like, come on, Becca. I love that. <laughs> queen Becky. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that's def- that's definitely the episode today i hope you guys enjoyed that if you have any other like quizzes or things like that you want us to take or fun stuff like that for sure let us know uh that would be really fun um we're very very we're into stuff like this it's really fun anything to kind of like you know kind of leer away from serious topics about trans people because a lot of times i feel like trans identities can be like public like be like in the news for a lot of negative reasons so to do some fun stuff like this is definitely really, really nice. It's a nice breath of fresh air. I agree. A lot of the stuff that we talk about can be a little dark given the state of the world and everything. So it's fun to just kind of do something silly and take a quiz that, you know, it's not necessarily that credible, but I mean, there were some good questions and it, it was fun at the end of the day. Yeah. I will say our next podcast um, Trump will no longer be the president anymore. Exactly. So I think that's something to look forward to starting like next week. So um, definitely get prepared, right? It's January 20th, right? It's the 20th or the 21st. I don't remember. I think it's the 20th. Yeah. So um, I'm very excited. I need that stimulus check. <laughs> I know. Like, come on, Biden. I'm waiting. Right. I, I need to save. I need, I need to pay for grad school. But um. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm I'm really happy that we were able to have this uh this converse or this like fun quiz. But uh I guess before we sign off, I wanna say that I'm doing a like a I'm plugging myself really quick. I'm doing like a little set um called uh it's for Swagfest. It's run by someone who follows me and they're the sweetest person, uh Maya Gonzalez. Uh yeah, she is so kind and she asked me to perform. And so I guess I'm headlining this like Discord live stream where I'm performing. So okay, headliner. Yeah, right. It's January 23rd. It's funny because the other person that's like the headliner, uh, I can't pronounce their name, but um, their first name's Alice. They're kind of associated with 100 Gex. And um, they have like a lot of streams. So I'm like, wow, like I literally have less than a thousand streams. I have like 33 like monthly listeners, but it's fun that I'm like performing. So if you guys are interested, it's like, um, it'll be on like Twitch, live streaming on YouTube. Um, I'll definitely, the details are on my Instagram. So if you're, if you're interested, uh, interested, my Instagram's at Olivia Noel, but um, definitely uh, look out for that because um, over the, it'll be, what did I say? Uh, January 20, January 23rd. I still have to record it. I'm pre-recording it to submit it um, because performing it live will be difficult. But um, yeah, so I'm going to be doing that. I think that's fun. But also if you're interested in following us on Instagram, uh, it's at Girlish Podcast. We also have, that's our handle on Twitter and on uh, Facebook, it's facebook.com slash girlish podcast. So uh, follow us in all those places. And um, if you're interested in like seeing everywhere that we post, uh, if you go on our website, girlishpodcast.com, you can see um, all the fun stuff that we do. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for listening this week and every single week and supporting our podcast and our 
basically everything that we do on social media, like all of our forms of content, like Olivia's music and us on YouTube. Basically, we have like the most supportive people listening to our show and following us. So thank you all for all of the love and support. And we will see you again in the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.